0: we're in the third week of the sermon series Planet. everyone say Planet. if you're excited for week 3 make some noise well, I've got a gift for you today church, I've got a gift for you, I had planned on preaching this sermon on December the 31st the Sunday after Christmas the last Sunday of the year I was trying to save the best for last y'all, but just like you When you get someone something really, really good, you can't wait to give it to them. All right? How many early gift givers in the house? Let me see your hands. I couldn't wait to give it to you. Actually, God told me to give it to you today, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to give it to you today. How many are ready to open an early Christmas present? We're going to go old school. We're going to be in the OT In the Old Testament, in Genesis chapter 17 with Abram, but you probably know him as Abraham, right? Father Abraham. Father Abraham had many what? Had Father Abraham. I am one of them. So let's just... All right, let's jump into Scripture. Genesis 17... Verse 1, I'm reading from the voice translation, it's going to be a little different. When Abram was 99 years old, the Eternal One appeared to him again, assuring him of the promise of a child yet to come. I am the God all-powerful, walk before me, continue to trust and serve me faithfully, be blameless and true. If you are true and trust me, then I will make certain the covenant with you that I promised. I will bless you with a throng of descendants. Abram bowed low, his face and body flat on the ground. Here is my covenant with you. I promise you, you will become the root of a huge family tree of multiple nations. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, the name that is above all names, God, I pray for the anointing power of Holy Spirit right here, right now. God, as I release this seed, as I release this word from the Father, I pray for the anointing to touch, to speak, to minister, and to lead your people like never before. Father, multiplication, the anointing of multiplication on this seed, on this word. Anoint the deliverer, anoint the receiver. Anoint every heart, every mind, every ear, every eye in this place. Those of you online, anoint this word. Speak to your people. And God, let it be a seed that's planted that will ult- ultimately grow into a great big tree. The harvest would come through it. In your mighty name, amen. So the Bible says that God appeared to him again. Somebody say again. You, You know what again means, right? It wasn't the first time that he appeared to him a second time or another time again. God confirmed his promise to Abraham again. Some of you have been standing and holding on to a promise of God for some time. If you've been holding on to a promise of God for some time, I want you to just raise your hand this morning. If you've been waiting on God to move, to touch, to minister, to answer your prayer, I'm here today to tell you that, or to assure you of the promise again. Just as God assured Abram, of this promise again. God sent me here today to assure you of the promise again. Listen, I don't know the specifics of the promise this morning. I don't know exactly what you're praying for, what you're waiting on, or what you're holding on to, but I do know this, that God sent me here to assure you of that promise, to continue to hold on to that promise, to not let go of the promise. God promised Abram a future seed or descendants today we're going to talk about the promised seed see everything in the kingdom of god is seed based jesus said that the kingdom of god is like a seed remember that he said the kingdom of god is like a seed in mark 4 verse 26 he said god's kingdom is like a man who plants seeds in the ground say planted verse 27 the seed begins to grow But Jesus said, listen to what Jesus said, the farmer doesn't really know how. Jesus said it grows, but the farmer doesn't really know how it grows. Listen, I know that a seed grows. I know that, but I don't know how. Like I know the process, I'm not dumb, y'all, but I don't truly understand the process. Like how this itty bitty seed, you can't even see it, this itty bitty seed can grow into a big old tree. I know it can, I know it will, but I don't know how it will. I have a wide variety of seeds up here. And if I was to hand you, most of you, this handful of seeds, you wouldn't really know what these seeds are. Like if it was a flax seed, a grass seed, or a mustard seed, you probably wouldn't really know what it was, but you would know what this one is, right? sunflower seed you you probably know what this one is a pumpkin seed for all of you pumpkin heads and 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 listen i definitely know all you corn huskers know what this seed is (laughs) it's corn but most of us if if i handed you these you you probably wouldn't know what they were but at the same time you know that these seeds grow that they grow into trees in the plants, in the crops, and, and into flowers, right? You know that. Everyone in this place knows that. Why? Because it's an, it's, its intended purpose. Yeah. See, within each seed is the promise of the new creation that it will become. Yeah. Whether it's a tree, a plant, a flower, or a crop, there's a promise in each and every one of these seeds. There's a promise of a tree in every one of these seeds. Let that hit home. So, what do you see in my hand? Do you see a seed or do you see a tree? See, literally, this is seeds. But in faith and and, and in time, these are trees. Right so I don't just have seeds in my hand church these are trees that are in my hand future trees there's the promise of a tree in every single one of these seeds and there's life in every one of these seeds we we can't see it but it's there right we we, we don't know how but there's life in every single one of those of these seeds like we, we it's not moving It's not growing. It's not breathing. I can't check its pulse. I can't give it CPR. But there's life in every single one of these seeds. Life begins with a seed. This tree began with a seed. This forest of trees began with a handful of seeds there's life in every single one of these seeds you started out as a seed every single one of you started out as a seed just like these seeds in my hands you were a seed in God's hand the creator's hands in Galatians 1 15 the Bible says that God had special plans for each of us before we were even born when we were just a seed y'all in Psalms 139, 13, most of you know it, it, says, for you shaped me, you inside and out, you knitted me together in my mother's womb long before I took my first breath. So before you were even born, before you were even thought of, before your mommy and your daddy were joined together, you were a seed in God's hands. And the Bible says that he had every single day of your life planned out before you were even born. When you were in your mother's womb, you were a seed in the creator's hands in the natural you were a seed planted by your poppy and your mommy right <laughs> too much <laughs> but, but long before that you were a seed in God's hand you were a seed and there is a seed in you and that seed is your purpose Come on, that seed is your, your calling. It, it, it's your, the reason that you were planted on this earth. The seed is who you will one day become, the tree. The seed is what will one day be produced in you. There's a seed in you. And the title of my sermon today is The Seed in You. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a seed in you. I want each and every one of you to know and to understand before you leave this place today that there is a seed in you. Okay, let's go to Genesis 22, verse 17. The Bible says, indeed, I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your descendants like the stars of the heavens and like the sand on the seashore and your seed, somebody say seed, seed, shall possess the gates of their enemies as conquerors god said i will greatly bless you and according to scripture to bless means to increase like the word multiply the promise of god over abraham was that he would be fruitful and that he would multiply and this promise was over the seed that was in abram or abraham and how many know god put that seed in him God promised him that he would become the father of many nations. Ultimately, the father of many descendants. That was his purpose. And that was a promise of God, and his purpose was in his name. His name is Abram, named by his mommy and his daddy, right? Abram means father or exalted father. How many know Abram didn't name himself that? Come on, he didn't name himself in pride. I'm going to be the exalted father. Y'all know, no, his mom and his dad named him. His earthly mother and father. But his heavenly father named him Abraham. And unlike Abram, Abraham means father of many descendants. Somebody say many, many descendants. And this was a promise of God. God gave him a name, but he gave him a promise. God promised him, church, that he would be the father of of many nations, of many descendants. And remember, he was how old? 99. 99. How how possible is that? It's impossible, right? In the natural. My name is Joseph. and, And I don't know if you know it or not, but my mom and my dad named me Joseph. I didn't name myself. Right? I didn't say, like, mom, dad, before I get out of here, your womb, I want to be named Joseph. <laughs> no, they name me. They name me my name. And, but ultimately, God Almighty named me, church. See, Joseph, the name means God will add, or better, God will increase, which means multiply. And my name is a promise of God. Not, not a name that I gave myself Not a name that, that my earthly mother or father gave me No, my heavenly father gave me this name There's power in that name there's, there's a promise in my name today And God gave Abram a promise A promised seed And this is how I want to illustrate it Because this is how I see it God put this seed in him I need one volunteer, just one somebody anybody will come to this stage come on up come on up this way and stand right there that's right you don't need it so god put the seed in abram right we all agree to that do y'all agree to that help me out okay and so i'm gonna put this in you open your mouth i want you to swallow it i'm joking just put out your hand all right you hold on to it hold on to it for dear life It's important. That seed is so important. I know you've lost five of them already today, right? (laughs) (laughs) There's life in that. There's power in that. There's a promise in that seed. But when I was reading it, and it says that God promised him descendants as numerous as the stars in the heavens and and as the sand on the seashore my imagination goes crazy so I I begin to think well did God just give him one seed or did God just like literally like pour out a a whole bucket of seeds in in his hand like that and and, and because it says too numerous to count and so think about it can you count how many I just gave you no no You can let them, that's all right. You're going to clean it up later, so it'll be all right. <laughs> I'm joking. Too numerous to count, but if you go to verse 18, it says through your seed. Not seeds, but seed, as in singular. And There's a deeper meaning. Most, some of you know it. That Jesus Christ is the ultimate seed that, that he was speaking of. But it's also literal. There was a seed that would come through him and through the one seed. It started as one. So can you just drop the rest and then just get your one seed back? You can pick the pumpkin seed so we can see it. Okay, so through the one seed, through the one promise, because the seed's a promise, y'all, that the whole earth would be blessed through that one single seed. Let's give her a hand. Thank you. You can. Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 31. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is like a what? Mustard seed. The tiniest, say the tiniest. Tiniest seed that you can sow. There was no mustard seeds in any of these. They're, they're too tiny. They're... they're, they're Tinier than the ones that you receive today. They're the tiniest seed that you can sow. Verse thirty-two says, "But after the seed is planted, somebody say planted, it grows into the largest." And so it went from the tiniest seed to the largest plant. Think about that. It went from the tiniest seed to the largest plant in the garden. We were at a conference about, I think it was two years ago, and me and kyleb was at this conference, and this random stranger came up to us, and they gave us these cards. And on this card, it says, Matthew 17:20, "If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you." I said, "I, I received that. I received that. And, and, but they said, "But look at it. And, and if you look at it, you're not going to be able to see it other than the circle on it at the bottom. It's a mustard seed." And, it, and they told me, "This is a literal mustard seed from Jerusalem." And, and so you, you can't see it, but you can see the circle that the mustard seed is so, so small. And it's hard to imagine a large plant or a large tree growing from a seed this small, right? I mean, it seems impossible, right? But even though we can't see it, even if we can't even believe it this morning, it happens. It it, it does. Point number one, the size of the seed doesn't determine the size of the tree. Come on, there's some spiritual... There's a message in that. The size of the seed does not determine the size of the tree. The size of the seed that is in you today, believer, does not determine the size of the tree. The size of the purpose that is in you does not determine, or the size of the seed in you doesn't determine the size of your purpose. The size of the seed doesn't determine the size of the tree the message bible uses acorns instead of mustard seeds and you all know what an acorn grows into right a big old oak tree but think about it an acorn grows into a big oak tree it might seem small but yet it becomes a big tree the seed that is in you might seem small it might seem insignificant but i assure you it's not Just like the mustard seed, just like the acorn, there is a seed in you, the potential of a great big oak tree inside of you. There's potential in you, believer. Did you know that the word seed implies potential? And God has planted a seed of potential in each and every one of you. Not one of you here does not have a seed of potential inside of you. And I'll even go as far as to say there's a seed of greatness in you. God said, Abraham, I will greatly bless you. I will greatly multiply you. God planted a seed of greatness in Abraham, and there's the potential for greatness in every single one of you in this place. Those viewing online, there's the potential for greatness in you because if you have the seed, the promised seed, God's seed inside of you, there's greatness inside of you, believer but greatness requires great faith think about it Abraham was how old? 99 years old when God made him this promise again not the first time the first time he was 75 y'all and so 24 years passed from the first promise and the second promise it wasn't between the promise and the fulfillment of the promise no it was between the promise and the confirmation of the promise I'm like, come on God 24 years passed and this promise or this seed probably seemed impossible, right? And the older he got, the more impossible it became and the harder it became to hold on to. The promise or the seed. And the smaller the seed seemed. Instead of having descendants as numerous as the sand on the seashores, it probably felt like sand slipping through his hands right sometimes God promises us great things but then when it isn't fulfilled immediately we begin to doubt right we get discouraged when we don't see it the way we thought it should have been, the way we we had it planned out. God's plans, His ways, are, are bigger, better, higher than ours. I mean, the Bible says it. He says, "My ways are higher than your ways," but at the same time, we're flesh and and we get discouraged when we don't see it happening when we want it to happen. Like many times, our present doesn't seem look or feel anything like the promise of God. Can anyone relate this morning? Like my current. Situation looks nothing like my promised destination. Can anyone relate to that? And how many would say my present looks nothing like his promise, what he promised me? Anyone? Or maybe your present health feels nothing like the promised healing that God promised you. Or the word promises you, by his stripes you are healed. That's a promise of God for each and every believer. Why everyone isn't healed? I can't tell you that. I don't know. If I was God, I would heal them all, right? (laughs) His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. His plan is so much better than ours. Or maybe you feel like God could never use anyone like you as small as you, as insignificant as you, but I promise you he can. I said he can The Bible says that he uses small things, and I'm not calling you small, Lawrence. (laughs) The Bible says he uses the lesser things of the world, and I'm not saying you're less than anyone, Kelly. You're the head and not the tail, the Bible says that. The Bible says that he uses the foolish things of the world, and I'm not calling you foolish, Bob. He uses the smaller, the lesser, and the foolish things to ultimately show his power and his glory through, which leads me to point number two. God doesn't use the able, church. He uses the available. Come on, I said he doesn't just use the able. He uses the available. So do not despise the small seed that is in you. God doesn't just use perfect people because there are none. He doesn't use, just use big, powerful people. He doesn't just use the super rich and the super talented. No, he uses the available. And yeah, he'll use your ability, but your availability, believer. And, and, and here's a powerful truth. Your availability determines your capability. Come on. I said your availability determines your capability, just like the level of your surrender Determines and dictates the level of your promotion. Come on. The level of your commitment determines and dictates the level of your advancement. Just like the level of your obedience determines the level of your greatness. And that's for next week. I, I was planning on preaching obedience in this message, but God said there's not enough time. Next week. Because there's a message in that. Because greatness does not come without obedience, not in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of this world and culture, yeah, that's the way it works, but not in God's kingdom. Only through obedience will we receive the greatness that God has planned for us. But again, that's for next week. The Bible says, do not despise small things. So he can and will use your small, your little. But remember, the size of the seed does not determine the size of the tree. Or let me say it this way. The size of your seed doesn't determine the size of your destiny. Come on, boy. Do not despise small things because if you despise small things, you'll never see the fullness of the seed in you. If you despise the small seed in you, you'll never see the greatness of the seed in you. Come on, you'll never see the size of the tree in you. You'll never see the size of the purpose that is attached to your name. You'll never see the fulfillment of the promise that God has spoke over your life if you despise the small seed in you and if you reject that seed. Do not reject the seed because of its size. Do not despise the seed because of its size and do not despise the time that it takes to grow the size of the tree or the size of the seed doesn't determine the size of the tree so don't despise it the Bible says also that faith as small as a mustard seed can move impossible mountains see God determines the size and God determines the time He's in control of the size and he's in control of the time. So it doesn't matter how small the seed appears. No, 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 no. Because little is much when God is in it. Think about it. Little is much. This principle is... Illustrated all throughout the Bible over and over and over. God used the little that they had. He used their leftovers. He used what they did have, not, not what they didn't have. And you know, he used what they did have, the little, their little seed, their little faith, their little life, little people. Remember Zachariah? Zacchaeus, maybe? God uses what we do have. Think about it. Jesus used a little boy in his little lunch to feed over 5,000 people and there were still 12 baskets of leftovers, y'all. He uses the little and little is much when God is in it. But even when God spoke it, it's hard to see it, isn't it? It's hard to believe it. It's hard to receive it because we don't truly believe it at times. Everything that God promises, it, it requires faith to walk it out. Also obedience, we'll talk more on that next week again. Faith and obedience are, are, are the two sides of the same key. But every promise of God requires faith. The Bible says that Abraham received the promise by faith, but I'm going to preach next week by faith and through obedience. Faith. Faith allows me to see it and to believe it no matter how impossible it may seem so faith as small as a mustard seed can move impossible mountains I wonder how small the seed is in your hands today we gave out a variety of sizes for a reason how small is your seed today but even though God said it how many think it was hard for Abraham to believe it? We're talking about it—a 100 years old, becoming the father of many nations and hadn't had a child. Not yet, anyway. So in verse 1, God reminded Abraham of who he was and, and who it was that was making the promise to him. And church, God sent me here today to remind you of who he is and who it is that made you the promise. It's not a promise of man, no, it's a promise of God. And if God made the promise, you can take it to the bank. It will come to pass. The Bible says every word that he releases will not return void but will accomplish what it set out to accomplish. But this is what God said to Abraham back in verse 1. He said, I am the God all-powerful. The New Living Translation says El Shaddai. Everyone say El Shaddai. And you know what El Shaddai means? It means God Almighty. Not Bruce Almighty. God Almighty. And God Almighty is the God of the promise, church. And the God of the promise is the God of the impossible. I don't care how impossible it might seem to you today. If God promised it, it's possible. If he said it, it will be done. But just because it's not happening doesn't mean it won't happen in the future. Seeds take time to grow. Just because you're not walking in it today doesn't mean that you won't walk in it another day. Because seeds take time to grow. And if God said it, you'll walk in it. In fact, you'll strut in it, bro. But I'm not talking about in pride. I'm talking about in faith. Faith allows you to see it and to believe it no matter how impossible it may be. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, it is just as the scripture says. What God has planned for people who love him how many love him this morning what God has planned for people who love him is more than eyes have seen ears have heard it has never even entered our minds praise God I don't know how church I don't know when I don't know all the details but I do know he will because if he said it it's a promise and he does not break promises the erv translation says no one has ever even imagined this again let me ask you how many love god this morning raise your hand then this promise applies to you and this promise applies to the seed in you but it takes faith i said it takes faith and i think this is why jesus said the farmer doesn't know how it grows because we don't know how we don't know when but we can count on it it takes faith I don't know how, but somehow the seed will grow. It's forming inside the ground when it's planted. and It's getting ready to break through the ground and start revealing what kind of seed and what size of seed it is. Same is true for you. Looking at the seed in your hand, you probably don't know what it is. We handed one to one of the young ladies today, and she said, well, this is a tomato seed. I was like, Wow. She's a teenager and she knows. I was like, how did you know? And she said, we planted some this summer. So, good job, parents. Teach a man to fish and he'll never go hungry. Teach a farmer to plant and he'll never go hungry, right? But look at the seed. Hold it up. Can you identify what that seed is today? You don't have to answer, just... Just gaze at it for a moment. Verse 2 says, if you trust me. It's not easy, is it? It's not always easy to trust God. It's not always easy to trust his word. It's not always easy to believe when it seems so far-fetched and so impossible. It's not always easy to believe when you can't see it. I mean we're we're people, you know, there's a reason we have five senses. We want to see it, we want to touch it. But we don't that's not the way it works in the kingdom of God. He doesn't always let us see it, he doesn't always let us touch it. And so we have to walk it out by faith. And so I want to ask you this morning, do you trust him? And don't answer out loud. Do, just from the core of your heart, do you trust him this morning? Do you trust The promise that he spoke over you. Do you believe that what he spoke to you will come to pass? Listen, and again, it's an easy yes and amen right here, right now. But what about out there? Come on, what about tomorrow morning? What about next week? What about when life happens? What about when you get the phone call? What about when you get the doctor's report? What about when when something terrible happens, tragedy hits home? Do you still trust him? That's important. Listen, I want to trust him. I, I, I know I should all the time. And I know I can because I know he loves me. I know he wants what's best for me, but I, I don't. I, I don't always. I, I have times of questions, and I'm like, God, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can see this. I don't know if I can accept this. I don't know if I can trust you in this moment God anyone ever say I don't know I don't know how I don't know if I can God I I want to believe me I want to I just don't know if I can but I'm here to assure you you can I said you can trust him You, you can trust him with your life you can trust him with your whole heart trust him with your heart Trust Him with your faith. Trust Him with your finances. Trust Him with your family. Trust Him with your marriage. Trust Him with your job. Trust Him with your pain and with your problems. And trust Him with all your heart because He can be trusted. Trust me, church. You can trust Him. He's trustworthy. Trust Him, but it's not always easy to trust Him. Believe me, I I, I want to at all the time. But I struggle just like you. I, I question God just like you. I have times where I, I lack trust in God. Anyone in the house? And believe me, I want to trust Him, but when I don't see it, I begin to doubt it. Doubt if God even said it. Listen, God has made some promises to me personally god has spoke things to me over me through that still small voice laid things on my heart through people he spoke things over this church over you he spoke things over this city but when you don't see it and it takes so long to grow and and to get there you begin to doubt it you begin to doubt if god even said it was it god or was that this your desire Was it God or was that just someone trying to puff you up? Was was that God? Was that his word? Is that what you heard out of it? Or was it indigestion? Was it Holy Spirit moving? Or is it just a selfishness of my own heart? See, the devil... Understands the principle of the seed church just as much as God does and while God plants seeds of promise the devil plants seeds of doubt remember the Bible says he's a thief and so he tries to steal your promise seed your your seat of purpose your calling the reason that God planted you where you are today you are not where you are by accident I don't care what you think what you've been told God planted you in that family no matter how messed up it is no matter how broken and disturbed it might be God planted you there for a purpose and I don't understand I don't know why you've had to experience so much pain I don't just like the farmer I don't know why but there's a reason behind it. Romans 8.28, and I know, come on, and I know, and I know from the depths of my soul that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who are called according to His will and purpose. I don't understand why, but I know somehow, way, it's for a reason, it's for His purpose. It's bigger than my reason. It's bigger than my way. And it's better. And so I'm going to trust Him regardless of of where I am. But the devil, that thief, that liar, he, he tries to steal the promised seed. He tries to break you down. In Luke 8, 5, Jesus said the farmer went to plant his seeds. Some were planted along the road and were trampled and others were devoured by birds. Come on, hold on to that. Devoured by birds. But in verse 12, Jesus tells us exactly what those birds are and who they are and what they represent. Let's read it. They represent the devil and all of his demonic minions, y'all. Verse 12, he says, the devil comes and snatches the message out of their hearts so that they will not believe and so that they will not be saved. I want you to picture this. That's the reason, the whole purpose Jesus used parables so that we could picture it, so that we could envision it. The devil has sent out all of his demonic minions, his demonic army. He has released them on this earth Remember, he's called the prince of this world. And so he's released him on this earth, those seed-snatching demons, those birds that swoop down on us daily. And by the way, what you're holding in your hand is a bird seed, y'all. But think of this. Why is it called a bird seed? Does it grow into a bird? No. It was a name given to it. You're holding what the world calls a bird seed. Uh uh-uh, That's not what it was created for. It's got a purpose. Come on, there's a whole message in that. You've got a bird seed in your hand and, and, and if you don't hold on to it, those seed-snatching demons are going to take your bird seed right out of your hand, believer. Now picture it. One translation says that they devour all the seeds. You know how greedy birds are, right? When you throw out something. We were at the beach, and we were sitting on the beach eating lunch, y'all, having a great time. And Tammy's sitting there with her whole sandwich in her hand. And this dumb bird, seagull, came and took it out of her hand. Like if it was me, uh-huh, ain't no way. I would have caught that bird. <laughs> it took it right out of her hand. And, and I want you to picture this. Close your eyes for a moment. This is like many new believers. They're so excited. They're, they're full of zeal. Their they're, they're new faith in Christ and, and they got their seed just... And boom. That bird swoops in and snatches Their seed, because they're seed snatching demons. They're greedy. They want all of our seeds your purpose, your future, your children, your grandchildren, your family, our nation, our peace, purpose, everything, because they're greedy. But listen to me, those. Doubt are those seed-snatching demons are also doubt-sowing demons. They, they, they snatch our seed of faith, our seed, our seed of joy, our peace, and they replace it with doubt, with discouragement, with fear, with anger, with bitterness, with pain. Those doubt-sowing demons have been sowing doubt in some of your hearts, some of your minds for too long. That's why God gave me this message on this day because he knew who would be here. He knew who would listen to this sermon and so that I could sow seeds of faith back into you, sow sow seeds of joy, sow seeds of life, sow seeds of purpose into your heart and to remind you and to remind me of the promise of God. Listen, I'm preaching to myself this morning, y'all. This sermon is just as much for me as it is for you today. But those seed-snatching demons, as soon as you walk out of this place, they're going to swoop. Tomorrow morning, they're going to swoop, believer. Friday night, they're going to swoop. When you get home and the kids go crazy, they're going to swoop. At work tomorrow morning, they're going to be swooping and trying to rob you. Genesis 17, 7. I want to go back to that. And it says, I will always, somebody say always. Keep the promise that I have made to you and to your descendants because I am your God and I am their God. And the God's word translation calls it an everlasting promise. So going, every promise of God is an everlasting promise. The voice translation calls it a sacred bond, just like the the sacred bond of marriage. When you join, when one man and one woman join together, it's a sacred bond. It's it's holy because God established it. We can't change it. We can't redefine it. It, it, There's only one bond between one man and one woman. The Message Bible says this covenant between me and you includes your descendants. Can somebody praise God this morning? A, a, A covenant... That goes on and on and on. And then the New Living Translation says from generation to generation. So this promise of God, the promise that God made Abraham, he makes to you and I. And I'm going to close with this last verse. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. says, if you belong to Christ, you are now part of Abraham's family. And you will be given what God has promised to you. In the NIV it says if you belong to Christ then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise of God. And if you wanted to dance right now, you could dance because that's something to dance about, church. If you wanted to shout right now, you could shout because that's something to shout about. If you wanted to shout, praise God, hallelujah, amen, you could shout, praise God, hallelujah, amen. Can somebody shout, praise God, amen, hallelujah? Because that's something to shout about. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So So seeds are being sown right now. Did you receive a seed today? My prayer is that you receive the seed literally and you receive the seed spiritually. Literally when you walked in the door and spiritually through this sermon. If you didn't receive a seed literally, raise your hand, please. We want to make sure everybody has a seat in their hand. All right. I, actually, I'm not going to ask my ushers. I'm going to ask you to come get one. Just come get it off the stage, right here. You're helping us clean. You bird snatching, seed snatching. I'm not going to call you demons. Come on, just anyone, little, big, whatever you want. job so everybody has a seat in your hand right now every single person you got a literal one did you receive a spiritual one anyone not receive a spiritual one raise your hand I'll keep preaching all night I'll keep going alright hold it up plant the seed deep come on plant it deep don't leave it there very long remember those seed snatching demons will snatch your seed take it and put it on your heart come on plant it deep y'all. hear me loud and clear if you don't plant it deep it's free game for the enemy those seed-snatching demons. Think about it. Anything that's not planted is on the surface. And that's where those seed-snatching demons pray. That's where they hang out, y'all. That's where they swoop. If they don't see it, they can't snatch it. It's so a planet it deep. But let this hit home. Another word for surface is shallow the devil snatches everything that's shallow if you've got shallow faith he'll snatch it I'm telling you he'll snatch it so we need faith from somewhere deeper we need need to plant our faith in Christ first and foremost plant it see a faith that isn't planted is snatchable We need unsnatchable, we need unshakable faith. Point number three, I changed it. Shallow faith is snatchable faith. Think about it. If you have shallow joy, if you have shallow peace, the enemy will snatch it. And what is shallow joy? What is shallow peace? It's in people. It's in something. It's in circumstances. It's in a season. It's in a situation. We need something much deeper. We need joy from much deeper. We need peace from much deeper. We need faith from somewhere much deeper. See, faith, joy, and peace that is deep is faith, joy, and peace that have been planted in your hearts planted in Christ first and foremost planted in his house because you are called to be planted in a house and planted in his word and having his word planted in you if I could get everybody to stand are you like a tree this planet are you planted in Christ today are you planted in his house is his word planted in you The devil can't snatch anything that's planted. And so make sure before you leave this place today that you plant your seed of faith. You plant your seed of joy. You plant your, your peace. Make sure you're planted in Christ. First and foremost, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray for each and every person under the sound of my voice this morning. God, anyone that's not truly planted in you, that's not truly planted in a house, that's not truly planted in your word, your word isn't truly planted in them, I pray that today that we would change all of that. God, we would plant ourselves in you, in your house, and in your word. God, we would be like a tree. That grows, that bears fruit in its season, does not wither, it's not worried about the wind. The season, even in winter, bears fruit. God, I pray for fruit-bearing trees in this place. I pray that every seed would be planted and would grow into a great tree. God, I don't see seeds in this sanctuary anymore I see trees God I see trees that are standing tall and strong I see oak trees I see palm trees I see red wood trees God I see trees that are planted with a purpose for a purpose and have a great purpose ahead of them God I see old trees I see young trees I see green trees I see gray trees I see trees planted in this house that will ultimately stand, grow, and provide nourishment, direction, and fruit for those around them. God, I see trees in this sanctuary use these trees for your glory Father we thank you again I pray every seed that was scattered today would be planted every heart every mind, every life we thank you for our purpose we thank you for the size of the promise and the purpose inside each and one of these every one of these trees use them in a mighty way And God, let them not leave this place without knowing, without a shadow of a doubt that your promise is true. And they can count on it. And what you've spoke will come to pass. We thank you. We give you praise in your mighty name. Amen.